You're listening to the Presence Pioneers Podcast. The Holy Spirit is orchestrating a global day and night worship and prayer movement like we have never seen before. On this podcast, we've talked a lot about what God's doing right now in this generation, how we are seeing day and night, 24-7 worship and prayer explode across the earth like we've never seen in Christian history. But this is more than just a trend. It's more than just something that's brewing in this generation. We are connecting to something that's biblical and something that's prophetic and something that's in the heart of God for the end times church. I want to talk today about the biblical promises of a global worship and prayer movement. Welcome to the podcast today. It's going to be epic. We're going to be talking about big stuff. Hey guys, thank you for tuning in. It's so great to have you here with us today. You know, we've we've talked about all kinds of things related to prayer, the prayer movement on the podcast over the last few years. You can go back and check out episode number four, where I talk about the global prayer movement that's happening right now. Uh, episode 62, I, I talk about four models of 24-7 prayer that went viral. But I, I wanted to talk about the scripture today, because what we are seeing, I believe, is not just something that's good, but something that's profound and something that's been prophesied about, something that's biblical. And I believe we're beginning to see it unfold in our day. And that's really exciting to me. Uh, and and the, the verse that I'm going to be sharing in today's episode, which will be pretty short, I've shared before, they've been brought up on probably multiple episodes a number of times, but I want to tie them all together because I want us to see, I think it's so important that our hearts be rooted in the truth that when we pursue expressions of extravagant worship and extravagant prayer and intercession and fasting in the pursuit of God's presence, that we are doing exactly what God wants us to do, that we're fulfilling biblical promises and biblical prophecies about what's going to unfold leading up to the return of Jesus. That's amazing. That's exciting. And that stirs my heart and it keeps me uh, rooted in my prayer life, in my pursuit of God, in my collective expression of gathering with brothers and sisters to worship and to pray, because I go, you know what? what, regardless of how I feel right now, regardless of whether this is cool or not right now, it doesn't really matter because I'm connecting to Isaiah 56 and Isaiah 42 and Isaiah 62 and Luke 18 and Revelation 4 and 5. I'm connecting to something way bigger. This is a bigger storyline going on in the Bible. And I believe that as Presence Pioneers, we need to know these verses. We need to know these scriptures and be rooted in them uh, so that we stay steady in all that God's called us to do, and so that we are a part of what He's doing and what He's unfolding in this generation. It's really exciting. Let's start with Isaiah 56, verse 7. Isaiah 56, 7, it says, "'Even them I will bring to my holy mountain and make them joyful in my house of prayer.'" Their burnt offerings and their sacrifices will be accepted on my altar, for my house shall be called a house of prayer for all the nations. This is Isaiah 56, 7. Jesus quotes this verse in Matthew 21, 13. He's describing the church that he's going to build. So the house of prayer that Isaiah talked about in Isaiah 56, 7 is the same 
house, the same family, the household that Jesus is building in Matthew 21, verse 13. And he says it's going to be a house of prayer and a house of prayer for all the nations. Now, I want to step back. Imagine the International House of Pancakes, the restaurant. It would be so strange if the International House of Pancakes did not sell pancakes because they're called a house of pancakes, right? Now, you would think if they put the word pancakes in their name, that means they're going to be the pancake specialist, right? And if you've ever, ever been to IHOP to eat, you know they always have some kind of new take on pancakes. They cover them in all kinds of things. They have seasonal varieties of pancakes. So they have pancakes, they have lots of pancakes. If you go to IHOP, you can get pancakes because they're a house of pancakes. That's not the only thing they have though. They've got all kinds of stuff on their menu that you can get, but they're called a house of pancakes. That's their specialty. So when Jesus says that his church is to be a house of prayer, that means prayer is a top priority for us, that the, the body of Christ, God's people, will be known to be a place of prayer. This means we should, in a sense, be specialists, talking to God, conversing with God, knowing God, interacting with God, which is prayer. That should be something that we are great at because we are called to be a house of prayer. This should be our main and plain of all that we do, it should be our interactions with God and this promise in Isaiah makes it clear that that is what's going to happen, that God is going to make his people a house of prayer. Jesus's promise will come to pass. We will be a house of prayer for all the nations. He will draw his people to himself, and we will be known for prayer. Now, that's not going to be the only thing on the menu, because we need all the other things, right? We need preaching, and we need pastoring, and we need evangelism, and we need missions, and we need healing, and we need all these different kinds of gifts in the body of Christ. But Jesus said his house, his household, his family would be a family that's marked and known by their interaction with God, their conversations with God uh, as being a place it's a place of prayer. And I promise you that is going to come to pass. The church will be a house of prayer. So we know that prayer is will be important. Not only is prayer going to be a high priority within the church, but the Bible also promises that worship and prayer is going to be everywhere. So we're not just a house of prayer. We're a house of prayer for all the nations. And there's other biblical promises that reflect the same idea. Malachi 1.11, this is one of my favorite verses in the Bible, says, For from the rising of the sun, even to its going down, my name shall be great among the Gentiles. In every place, incense shall be offered to my name, and a pure offering. For my name shall be great among the nations, says the Lord of hosts. Another one of my favorite verses is in Isaiah 42, this passage, verses 10 through 13, says, Sing to the Lord a new song and his praise from the ends of the earth. You who go down to the sea and all that is in it, you coastlands and you inhabitants of them, let the wilderness and its cities lift up their voice. The villages that Kedar inhabits, let the inhabitants of Selah sing. Let them shout from the top of the mountains. Let them give glory to the Lord and declare his praise in the coastlands. The Lord shall go forth like a mighty man. He shall stir up his zeal like a man of war. He shall cry out and shout aloud. He shall prevail against his enemies. Don't you love that? epic, 
epic verse, epic passage in Isaiah 42 and in Malachi 1.11. These prophetic promises are stunning. You get the picture that worship and prayer are happening everywhere. Malachi 1.11 says, in every place, incense shall be offered. In every place. I don't know exactly what God has in mind when he says every place. Does he mean every square mile, every city, every nation? I don't know exactly what his boundaries are on what a place is, but he says that there's going to be so much prayer, which that's what incense represents uh, in Revelation 5, 8, and in also the Psalms, David says his prayer is like incense. So incense is prayer and a pure offering. So that's worship because worship is our offering. So in every place, there's going to be so much worship and prayer that you can look at the earth and say, in every place, there's worship and prayer. (laughs) In every place, there's incense and a pure offering. That's incredible. We're not there yet, but that's where this thing is headed. That is the promise uh, of Malachi 1.11, that there would be a day when there's so much worship and prayer on the earth that it would be literally everywhere. Hey guys, this is Matthew. We'll get back to the episode in just a moment. If you're enjoying the podcast, please consider joining Presence Pioneers Premium, our brand new subscriber community. Paid subscribers will get exclusive premium content, such as bonus podcast episodes, exclusive articles, early releases, and more. Presence Pioneers will be releasing its first e-course in 2024, with many more to come. And the Presence Pioneers premium subscribers will always have full access to the entire library of online courses. Visit media.presencepioneers.org or click the link in the description to join today. You can become a premium member today for an introductory price of only $5 a month. When the price goes up in the future, as our library of resources grows, you can stay subscribed at the original price. If you've enjoyed our podcast for a while, becoming a premium member is a simple way for you to help us cover the cost of producing this podcast and partner with Presence Pioneers in equipping the church with resources for day and night prayer, prophetic worship, missions, and revival. Visit media. Dot presencepioneers.org to sign up today. Isaiah 42 is, is the same idea, the same vision, but it highlights the musical aspect of this prayer and worship. And it says that there's going to be a new song that fills the earth. And Isaiah is kind of poetic in the way he describes this. He talks about the mountains and the plains and the coastlands and the islands. And, and the idea is, in other words, everywhere you go, there's going to be people singing about Jesus. Now, Isaiah was thinking about the Messiah, what he called the servant who was to come, that we know is Jesus, that there's going to be a new song and that everywhere you go, you go up to a remote mountain, there's people singing about Jesus. You go down to the beach, there's people singing about Jesus. You go into the largest urban cities, they're singing about Jesus. Everywhere you go, that there will be songs about Jesus and incense that's rising. Isn't that incredible? These are God's promises to us. And so we can easily step into agreement with them. And everywhere we go, we sing to Jesus. Everywhere we go, we offer the incense of prayer and intercession. 
all of our effort that we put towards mobilizing people to worship and pray, encouraging, raising our families, leading churches, leading ministries, leading citywide efforts, doing events, doing stuff online, anything we can do to get more people to worship and pray is in alignment with these prophetic promises. Go for it. Malachi 1.11 gives us a blank check to go and raise up songs and prayers everywhere. Malachi 1.11 says, in every place, incense will rise. So we can go in confidence knowing this is God's desire, that people would sing to Him everywhere, all over the earth. And uh, I'm remembering as I'm, as I'm sharing this, a passage that I didn't put in my notes, but I'm going to look it up real quick because it's in the New Testament. And Paul in Romans 15, he's describing his apostolic calling and his purpose. And he says in uh, Romans 15, verse 8, that the Gentiles might glorify God for his mercy. Right before that, he says to confirm the promises made to the fathers and that the Gentiles might glorify God for his mercies. As it is written, for this reason, I will confess to you among the Gentiles and sing to your name. And he says again, rejoice, O Gentiles, with his people. And again, praise the Lord, all you Gentiles, laud him, all you peoples. So the Gentiles are the nations other than Israel. So Paul's saying, my purpose in my ministry, my vision, my, my long-term vision for my apostolic calling is actually that all the nations would sing to God, would sing of Jesus, that the Gentiles would rejoice. Paul is saying, my vision is Malachi 111. My vision is Isaiah 42. That's the purpose of apostolic Christianity, that the nations would be reached so that the nations would have worship in them that every tribe, tongue, and nation would be glorifying Jesus and honoring Him. Awesome. It's amazing. Let's look at a couple more passages real quick, and we'll wrap up. Isaiah 62, verses 6 through 7. So not only is worship and prayer going to be in every place, not only is Jesus' house going to be a house of prayer, but that worship and that prayer is going to be day and night, which it says in Isaiah 62. Verse 6, I've set watchmen on your walls, O Jerusalem. They shall never hold their peace day or night. You who make mention of the Lord, do not keep silent and give him no rest till he establishes, until he makes Jerusalem a praise in the earth. Luke 18, verses 7 through 8 says, And shall God not avenge his own elect who cry out day and night to him, though he bears long with them? I tell you, he will avenge them speedily. Nevertheless, when the Son of Man comes, will he find faith? on the earth. So the prayer and worship that's going to rise in every place is going to be all the time. So not only is it going to be everywhere, but it's going to be day and night. God has promised there's going to be communities of watchmen, intercessors, those who cry out to God day and night. Jesus said before he returns, when the Son of Man returns, will he find faith on the earth? In other words, will he find people praying all the time, day and night? Before Jesus returns, there's going to be a groundswell of worship and prayer all across the earth in cities and nations and families and villages and churches everywhere. And that worship is going to have a, a dimension of being day and night. Uh, that's going to mean 24-7 in some places, literally, literally 24-7 worship and prayer 
in in a number of places. And then there's going to be some places where there's just a lot of it. And both both these passages in Isaiah 62 and Luke 18 give us a biblical promise of day and night worship and prayer that's going to fill the earth leading up to the return of Jesus. And so I just wonder, with this vision of worship everywhere, all the time, everyone worshiping Jesus, praying to Him, and crying out for His kingdom to come, could what we're seeing now with unprecedented day and night worship and prayer, again, go back and watch, watch some of the previous episodes. Go back to episode four, episode 62, the explosion of day and night worship and prayer. Read my book in David's Tabernacle. I talk about this. Could what we're seeing in our day be connected to these scriptures? That's what's really exciting. Could we be seeing the manifestation and the fulfillment of some of these promises, at least in the early days? And I think maybe so, (laughs) probably so. And that's really exciting to me. Either way, we have confidence to pursue his presence, to cry out to him, to sing to him everywhere, and to do all that we can to get others to worship Jesus as well. And we know that it's biblical. I want to encourage those of you, especially who are praying, worshiping, singing in small little groups, in prayer rooms, in tents, at burn meetings, in the middle of the night. Many times it's small. Sometimes it feels insignificant. It's not. You're doing Isaiah 56, Isaiah 42, Malachi 1.11, Isaiah 62, Luke 18. You are doing exactly what God has promised that the earth would do. You're one of those places where it says, in every place incense will rise. You're one of those people that's making sure that happens in whatever place you are. So I want to encourage you, pursue God's presence, continue to cry out, continue to worship day and night. Lord, I just pray right now that you would cause worship and prayer to rise to you. Save souls so that they may worship you and enjoy you and love you more and more. Awaken your church to the reality of your presence, that we would be the house of prayer that you've called us to be, that the spirit of the tabernacle of David would fill the church, that we would worship, that we would prophesy, that we would pray night and day, Lord, and let it go to the ends of the earth that you may come again, Jesus. Come quickly. We love you, God. and We worship you, Lord. Release grace to those who listen to this podcast to be in your presence and to minister to your heart. In Jesus' name, amen. Guys, thank you for tuning in today. Please make sure you're following or subscribed to us on your favorite podcast app or on YouTube or via email. We love you guys and are so thankful for your support. Don't forget that God's presence changes everything. Mm